Happy Monday, December 21st. This is Back from the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker. Aaron will be joining us momentarily. It is four days before Christmas. Shop now or forever hold your pizza. Yeah, it's you're running out of shopping time. And, you know, that's one of the things with with people not going out in stores and stuff so much. Although, that said, I, every time I've gone out or driven by a store... Which, granted, hasn't been a ton. There's been a lot of cars there. There's people out and about. So, But if you're going to go risk being out in a store, um, you know, I guess you can wait a little longer. But if you're buying stuff online, you know, e- even if you look at Amazon, they're, they're noting that a lot of things are not going to make it by Christmas now. Um, they're just, you know, the reality of, hey, if it's in the warehouse in your area, we can get it to you quick. But if we have to move it from one warehouse to another and then to you... Uh, we're not going to guarantee it's going to be there next day or in two days. Uh, it might be three days or four days, which puts it... You know, they're going to try. They're going to try. But it, it's they're stretching their, their means because lots of people are buying stuff online. So I would say if you're buying stuff online, if you haven't done it already, get it done today. Get it done quickly because you may not make it by Christmas. It's getting tight. It is the season for, you know, panic sweat. I won't have it in time for Christmas. <laughs> And so, uh, do your best. Get it there. You know, get it ordered. Um, and if you're, you know, out of work and you don't have a lot of uh, cash to spend, and, and you want something that to, to give, then think about some sort of experience. Think about, you know, a, a great meal that you can make or a uh, an activity that you can do. Take your kids out to the park and do a hide and seek kind of thing. Uh, you know, sort of like an Easter egg hunt type of thing. Except instead of Easter eggs, you might be able to uh, to do some some uh, hiding things. You know, a great hobby and really brought my family together. And we just had a blast when my kids were in their preteens, teens, age, or early teens, preteens uh, age, and a little younger. Uh, is we took up geocaching when we go on vacations. Uh, I had now this is before the days of smartphones, so or the very early days of smartphones. I had an actual standalone GPS that I had purchased, um, but you can go online to and do a search for geo tracking, and uh, and or geo trekking, and you can uh, do a, uh, a search and find places where people have hidden caches all over the place, all over the country. You'd be stunned in, in cities, in, in, the, in, in national parks, and you just follow the clues and they give you clues and the clues will get you to where the geocache is. And then you find the cache and usually it's just a little box. And then it's a piece of paper where you can sign and say, we found it and the date and see who found it before you. And uh, very often the, the tradition is in their little box. It, can, it depends on how, what's the size of the cache. But very often they would, uh, inside the cache, there is a, um, a uh, you, you leave something like a coin from your country or something um, uh, interesting. And then you take something out that somebody else left in there. So you leave a gift and take a gift type of thing. And so what we used to do is get these big wooden buttons and then we had a wood burning kit and we'd put our family name on there and then the date or, or of the geocache or, you know, what we were doing, you know, like family, va- you know, Brinker family vacation or something like that. And that's what we would leave as a button in there saying, you know, uh, you know, we were, we were here, we found it. And then the next person can come and take something if they want. 
and uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Here's Erin. Let's see see if she has ever done that. Hi, Erin. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. You laugh. <laughs> you know how I am. You just talked to me for the last hour. You know. Yeah. Yeah. As we transition from radio to podcast, you know, we it's not like we haven't talked to each other in a while. We've talked. So, hey, I was just suggesting, you know, that like it, uh, activities that you can do during this time, you know, especially for people who are maybe out of work and don't have a lot of money for gifts some things that you can do with your family that might bond you. And I suggested uh, geocaching or geotrekking. Have you ever done that with your family or did you ever do uh, that? Fun. No, but I, I know people who do it and, it's, and they have a whole lot of fun. Yeah, you can do it anywhere because the people have, have put caches all over cities and national parks, and they're all over the place. And if you go online, you can put in the area that you're going to be in. I know we were on a family vacation in Utah one time, and my daughters were sort of preteen, early teen ages, and we had a blast. We went on, on multiple walks, treks, hikes, and you follow the clues that have been given to you, and using the clues, you then try to find the cache. And once you find the cash, then usually there's a, a, a little piece of paper inside that you get to sign to say, hey, we were here or a book or something. And you put that back in there. And then very often people will leave something in the cash, depending on how large it is. And you can leave something and take something. And so you leave a gift, you take a gift. And so sometimes people would leave coins from whatever country they were from or other things. Something that we did when we were on vacation in Utah is we went down to uh, the Walmart and we bought these large buttons, these like inch and a half in diameter wooden buttons and a little wood burning kit. And we burned the family name into it and, you know, like family vacation 19 or, you know, whatever, or 2021 or whatever year it was. And, uh, and so we would leave that little button saying, you know, this is, this was when we were here. And and then we would take something. And so, um, uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was a reason to go out walking and hiking and see the world with your family. And and there was that, that sort of, you know, pot of treasure, that unknown thing at the end of the, of the walk, if you were able to find it. I think only once did we, were we just unable to find it. And it was like, okay, I don't, you know. And, and the way that most of the geocaching sites are set up is that they've got like clue, clue, clue. And then, and then they've got hints and like the last hint essentially says, okay, it's underneath the green box over, you know, <laughs> you know, it's over there, you know, so they just literally will tell you where it is. And, and there was one that we just flat out couldn't find. So either it had been taken, which is unfortunate or, or we were just too dumb to figure out that last clue. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> you know, but you like read the hints and those are available. And then some of the clues are hidden because those are like, you know, giving you more specific things. And so you try to find it by just using the hints, but, uh, or the clues, rather. But when you, if you need the hints, you can take them. And uh, the one that we went back to several times, and we were sure we were in the right area, and just flat out couldn't find it. And I went down to the last hint. And that's what I'm, I'm guessing, too. But I'll tell you, that's a little frustrating, you know, especially when you're out with your kids. It's like, oh, man, that one's gone. But, um, <laughs> but most of them are there and were left there. And it was, it was really kind of cool, and it was a lot of fun. You know, and we did it back in the day before you had a GPS in your phone. So we actually had a little standalone GPS that was by today's standard, a piece of junk. But but it it helped us sort of get into the area. And then from there, we follow the clues to find it. It beats the heck out of a Thomas guide. Actually, it didn't. It was that bad. But but um, (laughs) yeah, it was one that was designed for trekking off on on trails and stuff. So it didn't even have like roadmaps on it. It didn't have it had. it had like um, contour maps built into it, so you could tell if you were going up and down on certain elevations and stuff. 
but it was it was old it was an oldie but a moldy i actually still have it somewhere i got it out a while ago and looked at it and went oh wouldn't it be cool to use that and i looked at it and went nope <laughs> nope <laughs> nope wouldn't be that cool not that cool at all actually anyway. yeah yeah you know, you know. Although I've got to say that the, the technology in the smartphones and the use of the GPS almost takes the fun out of it because it's almost, you follow it like a breadcrumb trail now, right? I mean, it basically just walks you right to where it is. And so you're within a few feet of it then. And then it's just a matter of like, okay, what are the clues saying, you know? So, so um, I, would, it'd be, I think it'd be a fun way to see a new city. So like say you want to mm-hmm. go up. There's so many beautiful places in California. You go up to Santa Barbara. And, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Um, oh, you go geocaching. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and it was. I mean, when when we did it last, oops, sorry, when we did it last, we were in, uh, like I said, in Utah. Um, I've actually done it around here, too, in Corona. Um, so I shouldn't say last time. But uh, um, it was uh, my uh, daughters were sort of day sitting some some friends, kids who are younger. And, uh, and we all decided to go do a geocache. I joined in over the summer one year. I remember that's the last time I did it. Um, and there's several of them here in Corona that, but there's lots of, you know, all you have to do is go online, um, and just search for geocache and, uh, and you will have a fun way to go. And that's not the only thing you can do, but it's, it's one of those things that, um, you know, you don't have a lot of money. It doesn't take a lot of, doesn't take a lot of money. You know, if you own a smartphone, you can do this. There's even a geocaching apps you can download and you can do it all right on your phone. Um, and, uh, you know, even if the phone service is shut off, you've still got the GPS built into it. You can go do this. So, um, do people still do the Pokemon go? Cause that was a huge thing a few years ago. Yeah, you know, there are that's still going, and they've actually, the same company who did Pokemon Go also created a uh, a Harry Potter um, type of game like that, which is the same kind of thing where you go around and find virtual things, and, and you know, you wave your phone around like in Magic, and voila. Oh, wow, I just saw something that I didn't even realize that's how it could be. Interesting. What? So what? I'm just looking, I'm looking at geocaching.com, and I'm thinking of one that I couldn't find, and they're actually showing one is a magnet stuck on the bottom of something that, that was shaped like a bolt. So if you looked at it, it looks like a bolt. And I'm thinking, okay, we may have looked for something, and it may have been a bolt. Some of these caches are really dang hard to see. <laughs> Very tricky. Well, that's just not fair. <laughs> Very tricky. So even if you know it, you may be looking right at it and not realize that that's the cache. Sneaky guy, uh, sneaky guy. If you guys. want to go back and find it, doesn't it? Kind of does. I'm going to have to take a trip to Utah. I'm like, okay, I see how this goes. Yeah. You know what I never did, and I always thought it would be fun, and maybe I will do this. Maybe this is the other thing, is you can go place geocaches. And when you place them and then log them onto a uh, geocaching app, like geocaching.com or, or, or there's other ones out there, um, then you as the person who set it up can go back and see, you know, online everybody who's gone and tried to find it, which is oh, kind of cool. So you can see well, how popular was your, how popular was it? And the people will rate it too. It's like, oh, that was a well-hidden one or no, that one wasn't particularly fun or, you know, whatever. I always thought it would be fun to like make your own little wooden boxes to put the cash in so that, you know, instead of just being a, uh, a plastic box or something you went and bought at the store, uh, container that you actually make make your own wooden box. 
or even if you even want to get real tricky, I don't know if you've ever done this. I've done this, but you can buy um, puzzle boxes that slide together certain ways and you can put stuff inside them. So even after you find it, now you've got to solve the puzzle to get the box open. <laughs> so that would uh, that might be frustrating for a lot of people, though. I can see that one going like, yeah, that SOB put it in a puzzle box. I couldn't get it open. Uh, busted the box open with a rock. <laughs> Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, that might not be so good. It says that right now, uh, now for some reason, I, I have this a lot. You know, when, when websites try to guess where you're at, they think that you're somewhere that's not quite where you really are. And uh, yeah. so right now the geocaching website thinks I'm in Irvine. But it says there are 5,235 geocaches around Irvine. Let me tell you, oh, I'm close sure. enough to Irvine. Yeah, I'm close enough to Irvine that I could go out and start finding geocaches, and I could look for geocaches for a long time and, and still not find all 5,235 of them. So, um, yeah. But the apps also allow you to do things like go in, and if you've gone and found one, rate it, you know, one to five stars, so that when somebody else is searching, they can go and say, hey, you know, just show me the ones that were five-star, meaning that they were, A, really pretty, or B, they were, you know, fun to find, that kind of thing. Because some some of them are so well hidden that people are just like, man, <laughs> that was too much work, you know. I, yeah. I want an exciting and fun way to go out hiking around, sometimes with my kids or whatever. I don't want to torture myself. So. No, and you're the kind of person to keep at it till you find it. Yeah, I'm not one to let go of things very often. I'm sorry. I don't hold a grudge so much, but yeah, you're right. That'll get under my skin. It's, like, it's, it's here somewhere! <laughs> yeah, I know we're close. <laughs> I'm like, eh, it's not that important. I don't care. Let's go get a beer. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I'm sitting here planning my next trip to Utah to go back to that spot going, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, hey, wait a minute. It might have been the bolt underneath the power box in the parking lot. That might have been it. Hmm, he says. <laughs> you know what was fun about it is that there were a couple of them. We were in the park, and we got there, and it's like, I remember being there with both my daughters and my wife and, you know, and the four of us are all kind of poking around this park trying to find the actual cache. And at different places, my daughters were the ones who were finding things. And that was what was fun because, you know, the excitement of being, you know, it wasn't the adults doing it, everything. We weren't walking up and going, okay, it's right there. Let's just sit and watch and see if they figure it out. No, we didn't know where it was either. And so when they would find it, it was like, way, that's cool. Cool, cool, cool. So now were there other people out there hunting? Um, you know, occasionally, yeah. Sometimes you were out walking around somewhere and you'd see somebody else kind of walk around, poking around, looking at, and you go like, oh, they're looking for one too, you know, or maybe they're looking for the same one. And so, uh, you know, you, you'd like, sometimes you'd go like, well, do you want a hint? And they go, nope, we'll find it. Or, or yeah, we can't find this. We're looking, you know, <laughs> it's like, we found one over there yesterday. Do you want to know where, you know, you want to know where it is? You want to know, you want a hint? That kind of thing. Um, so, you know, it's also a chance to be a little social. Um, but not so much social. It's perfect kind of social for social distancing times like we are in right now. So, so uh, I hadn't even thought about doing that. That sounds like fun. Just popped into my head about something that you know, you know, if you something you can do that's not going to cost you money, that's going to get you out and about, and uh, and uh, uh, have some fun, have some real good fun with uh, with uh, other folks out out seeing things, you know. And I mean, I like going out and taking pictures and stuff. And that's my kind of excuse to go out and take walks and hikes into different places. But, um, but uh, you know, geocaching is just, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like a treasure hunt. It's like a little fun treasure hunt. And, you know, there's not much real treasure at the end of it. It's just fun. 
And so, uh, yeah, I, I think I uh, will look into that some more over this holiday. That's holiday awesome. Holiday time. Yeah. Now, yeah. Escape rooms? Did you do escape rooms too? I have never done an escape room. Um, although I don't know if you saw it, I shared with you and Tobin a link for a virtual escape room, cool. which was kind of kind of fun to play. And it was basically a marketing thing where you know you go through and and go through these multiple steps to get through the rooms in a in a recording studio escape room online, and then at the end of it, you uh, you get uh, enrolled for a uh, a drawing. To win some uh, wireless earbuds from the company called uh, Anchor, who make a lot of like uh, charging bricks and power supplies and stuff, and they've really expanded out. They make some pretty nice audio devices and Bluetooth speakers, and they do lots of things. And they are they're launching uh, some true wireless earbuds, which will be competitors to like AirPods and things. And uh, and they're giving away some uh, uh, I don't know how many of them, but they're giving away pairs for free. Uh, but to to enroll to get selected you have to work your way through this online virtual um escape room which was actually kind of fun i enjoyed doing it so i shared the link with you and and tobin Ah. so over the weekend so go back and look at your texts from me and uh it'll be a text from me uh to you and tobin so uh, that that group of todd tobin aaron um but uh yeah there's a virtual escape room and it's put together by uh uh, Anchor, I think their sub, it's called Audio Escape, hashtag Audio Escape. And uh, so if anybody wants to go search for it. And um, I think they call their uh, their group that makes the, the uh, wireless Bluetooth headphones and stuff Soundcore. So it's part of the same company that is Anchor, but uh, they do Soundcore and some other things. So, uh oh. Link expired. Have they shut down the audio? Bummer. I was just clicking on it. And maybe it's no longer. They're not. Maybe the 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 contest is over. Contest is over. Well, there's no fun. Audio escape is over. Bummer. Now we gotta well, find a new one. Yeah, but that was actually kind of a cool idea to do it as a virtual escape room. Again, something you can do right now. You don't have to go lock yourself in a room and breathe somebody else's virus off spore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, so I went to the Soundcore webpage, and then, uh, okay, the escape is coming. So, uh, oh, so apparently um, they did it, and now they're they're going to do it again. So you can you can uh, put your email address in there, and they'll notify you when when they launch the next escape room. Nice. That's a lot of fun. So, and that's actually cool that they're doing it. They're doing multiple. You know, it's not just one room. Yeah, and it was almost like, you know, when you do uh, um, Google Street, so you're in this room and you can kind of grab the screen and rotate it around so you can see 360 degrees in the room or you can pull it down and look up at the ro- the ceiling in the room and you're in a, in a recording room, in a, in a, in a studio. Um, and so, you know, it, yeah, it was, it was actually kind of a fun one. So it'll be interesting to see what the next one is. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they're, uh, they did that one to announce the launch of their... Um, uh, wireless Liberty two pro. Well, wow. I'm looking at this and they've got like 15 jillion, uh, wireless headbuds here. 
They've got them from $39 all the way up to $150, depending on what kind you want. I'm sure they have like sound canceling and all kinds of fancy schmancy stuff in the higher end ones. But uh, yeah, they've got a whole bunch of different earbuds as well as over the ear headphones. So yeah, I don't know about that stuff. I do have some of their Bluetooth speakers and they sound really good. And they've got, um, you know, uh, the one in particular is like IP67 water resistant so you can use it around a pool and uh, uh, that was appealing to me so that's why I bought it so I just keep it in my swim bag and when I want to listen to music or let my kids listen to music or something during practice which is irrelevant these days but uh, you know you don't want something that's going to turn to mush when it gets wet if you work no. around a pool so I have not taken the plunge and bought earbuds yet I still have the ones mm-hmm. that are you know uh, that have the that come free with the phone, but I guess with the newer right, phones, right? The wired. Cause, cause, yes, because I have a I have an iPhone 10, and right, um, and so the newer phones have a uh, have don't come with earbuds, right? You have to buy them. Yeah, the phones. the newest ones, the 12 series phones that were just released at uh, you know in September, uh, no longer come with the power brick to charge, and no longer come with headphones. Their feeling is is that most people can go buy you know an inexpensive pair of headphones to plug in if they want to plug in headphones, and that most people by this point have enough power bricks and places to plug in their phones, so they give you a charging wire, but they don't actually give you the little power brick. They still sell them separately if you want them, but uh, um, you know it's um, I, I I'm of two minds on that. I mean I understand. It, you know, there are probably a whole bunch of people who have the little power bricks still in the box or throw them away when they get them because they don't need them. And we don't need that stuff out in the in the world because there are, um, you know, some some when you when you make the electronics, there are some things in there that you don't want in land, you know, landfills. And so, yeah, I get that. We, that's probably not a bad thing. But um, to not include it. Well, what, what frustrates me is this. Okay, the wire that they include with it, they say everybody's got power bricks, so we don't need to include them. Then they give you a wire to charge your phone, and it goes lightning on the bottom of the Apple phone, the iPhone, and then comes out to USB-C. Now, yeah, we've got lots and lots of power bricks around the house that I can plug into, no problem. None of them are USB-C. They're all still USB-A. Yeah, this is all about If you're going to switch me to USB-C at the same time, then include the stupid brick for a while, because... Uh, you know, although that said, I think they've been using, using USB-C on their bricks probably for at least two years, three years. I don't know. Yours is the, yeah, I think a lot of people have said the same thing. They're, they're, they're saying, okay, so now you're charging us just as much as you did last year, not including headphones or the power brick. And you charge 10 bucks for a power brick and 30 bucks for the headphones. So there's $40 extra profit that you're getting off of me. If I have to go buy the stuff that I would have had last year for free built in the box. Oh, and you save money because you're using a smaller box, so there's less cardboard in your construction. And that may not be much, but over the course of, you know, the 70 billion phones that you're going to make this year, yeah, you guys suck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, if I were buying a new phone, I'm not because I bought, you know, I I, I upgraded last year. Uh, Elaine and I upgraded to 11s. And so um, I've got an 11 Pro and she's got an 11. And so we're, you know, not in the market for phones and probably won't be for a few years. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, I would have been irritated, you know, especially because I don't have, like I said, I've got a whole bunch of, of 
you know, multi-plug power bricks to plug things into. They're all USB-A's, the old standard. They're not the new USB-C's. And in fact, if you try to buy a USB-C power brick that has like multiple things, so you can plug in multiple things to it, the most I've seen is two. You can't plug in more than two. And, you know, I've got some USB-A uh, power bricks that have four, five, and six plugs in them. And I've got them in places where I'm using all four, five, or six plugs, you know. It's where I charge up an iPad and an iPhone and a, and a watch and a, and a Bluetooth speaker and some earbuds all at the same time. Yeah. And can't do that if you plug, you know, if you've only got two plugs. Yeah, no. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The more I think about it, the more angry I get. These guys are ripping us off. They yeah. are. Welcome, welcome to America. This is what we got. You want it? If you don't want it, don't buy it. You know. But uh, yes, at least it's made in at least it's made in America, right? So it's not uh, it's not sending everything you say back to China. (laughs) One would hope. Yeah, like the DJ. Well, it's not made in America. It's made in China, but it's designed in California by Apple as it says on the label, right? But it's not uh, its not like DJI sending all your, your aerial video back to give the Chinese a a uh, super detailed video of flying over, you know, eastern Riverside County. I mean, there this is, this is the Chinese government doing uh, surveillance, like spy plane stuff, and we're, we're helping them do it. Yeah, yeah. They're they're saying here we want we want spy pictures of everything that's going on in your country. Would you guys all please fly these around so that we can get that? And we went, yeah, yeah, those are cool. Give it to us. <laughs> People are idiots. People are. But you know what? You could you could it, it, take out Chinese government. Insert Facebook. It's the exact same story. Look, we're going to give you this free website so that you can talk to your friends across the country. Now, you could have called them on the phone or put something in the mail or there's a thousand other ways you could talk to them. But we're going to give you this cool way to do it. And all we're going to do is surveil everything that you do and everywhere you go for the rest of your life. And people go, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Let's do it. Okay, but you have Instagram. It's the same thing. I turn it on to use it and I kill it out of memory when I'm not using it. I refuse to leave it on in the background. Um, and I've got, Apple has built into their operating system things to keep them from like launching again in the background to do that stuff that they were doing before. Cause Apple doesn't trust them anymore. And so Apple actually has, and in fact, Facebook has been taking out full paid page ads in, get this, you know, the company that does targeted marketing, they're not using their own marketing. They're using the New York times, um, full page ads saying how awful it is that Apple is now, uh, forcing them. For you know that people when when you launch Facebook for the first time on the new operating system, it says Facebook is going to track you, uh, you know your location and and the your your preferences when you're browsing, and 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 variety of other things to give you targeted ads. If you don't want this, click here. If you do, then do this. And so they're they're and it's not just Facebook. Every app now does that. It's built into the operating system, and Facebook is coming unhinged. How dare you tell them that we're using all this information on them? And Apple's saying, hey, we're just telling them what you're doing. You have the right to continue to do it, and they have the right to let you do it. We're telling them what you're doing for them, too. You know? But well, it's, it should you, be the... How do you not have it... What's the setting to make that stop? Because I have the app on my phone. Which app? The Facebook app? Facebook. Okay, so are you on the most recent version of the operating system? On my phone? I don't know. I think so. 
Okay, so if you go to General and About, you should see that it says Software Version 14.3 on the second item under General About. 14.2. Okay, so there is a, a slightly newer version of that. Um, but then I believe if you go down to, um, you know, you can scroll down in settings to every app on your on your on your device and I think it's in the settings for the app but I'm not sure actually because it, it's when you when they if you have the version of the OS where this has been um, turned on and I think it's 14.3 then it actually will pop up the first time you launch it and say you know do you want to give uh, access to that yeah and if you go to Instagram settings at the bottom you can decide whether they have access to your contacts, access to your photos, access to your microphone, access to your camera, um, uh, whether they're allowed to do background app refreshes, whether they can use cellular data, whether they're going to give you notifications. Um, you know, it, it's it's uh, you can decide whether or not they have access to stuff. And so, like, on mine, they do not have access to contacts or any of my photos. They cannot use my microphone or my camera. They're not allowed to do background app refreshes. <laughs> I've locked them down. So, uh, but they're allowed to use cellular data. access to your, to your photos, how do you upload anything to Instagram? I turn it on when I want to do something and turn it off when I'm done. Because I don't trust them. And it's probably more work than most people are going to do. I don't trust them. I don't trust them any farther than I can throw my house. Which means not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Can't throw my house. Um, yeah, you know, they're just not a company I trust. I, 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 and other people may go, yeah, fine, I don't care. But too many times they have taken our data and used it for things that I don't think that they should have or they've sold it to other people. You know, it's one thing if they're just using it for targeted ads, but they also sell it to other people who use it for other things. And they're so crappy about taking care of it that they've been hacked multiple times. So that all that information that they gather about you now is available to anybody. You know, and I know that China doesn't care about me one way or the other. And so who cares if China knows, you know, that I, you know, stopped in a roadside trip to, you know, use the, the porta potties or whatever at the, at the you know, at the roadside rest stops or something. You know, who cares? Um, I, you know, it just it's one of those things that that it's the 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 general way they do business and the way they behave that, that gets under my skin and so as a company um i just refuse to to play by facebook's rules because they've too many times they've been called before congress or or called out for some some you know horrible behavior and their response is always that was an accident we won't let it happen again and then they get called on the exact same behavior you know six months later because they don't care they've demonstrated that over and over by the way they behave so if they're a company that gets broken up or put out of business, I won't bat an eyelash because if, if Facebook went away tomorrow, somebody else would have a, a, a similar service that would pop up and become a thing. Um, and in fact, there's already uh, amongst, I, I'm, I'm going to blank on the name of it. I, I want to say like parachute or something, but that's not right. Um, but there's a company out there that does um, a similar type of service that that is much more secure on what they you know they don't collect information about you but they give you the same type of like you know you can share your photos and that kind of stuff with family members um but it's much more locked down and there's a movement amongst a lot of um um 
conservatives in particular because they're the ones who, not the only ones, but they're some of the ones who have really lashed out about Facebook's egregious behaviors. And, uh, and they've suggested that, uh, that maybe we should use this other service. And, and, and from their perspective, it was a political thing. They felt like Facebook was blocking, um, you know, people who are parlor. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I had looked at it and it's like, yeah, uh, to me, none of these things are that relative and important. I've been able to get all, I don't need a replacement for Facebook because I haven't been using it for so long that I don't miss it. You know, it, I, it's, it's not something I participate in enough that I feel like I need even a replacement for it. You know, I don't feel like I have a lack of communication about what's going on with you and with my brother, with my parents. That's not to say that on occasion, uh, I don't have somebody update me and say, oh, hey, you probably didn't see this. It was on Facebook and it's kind of interesting. They'll tell me something that was there, but I'm not so intrigued that I'm going to go like get on Facebook and go look, <laughs> you know, I, somebody, if it's important, somebody will tell me about it. If not, eh. yeah, you know, I just turned off the back, the background refresh to like all of my social media. I didn't realize yeah. you could do that, but you can. And mm-hmm. so and it'll update it'll, be good with, for battery life too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then when you launch it, it'll take a minute to update. So, you know, you may not launch it and immediately be able to go in and see the latest stuff because it's going to update. It'll refresh when you launch it. But that way it's only using CPU cycles when you're actually using it. So you have a a pretty, pretty granular control over what you want it to do and when you want it to do it. You know, this is awesome. and on uh, the modern uh, Apple phones, if you if you drag up from the bottom of the screen to about halfway and hold, then you sort of get that um, that little card file of all the apps that have been run recently. And anything that's running there can wake itself back up and do stuff. Um, and you can just take one of those and flick them up off the screen, and that'll kill it out of memory. And that way, then it's completely inactivated. Um, so... You know, if you turn off background act, background updates and you, you know, kill it out of memory when you're done using it, then then it is now, you know, uh, prevented from access to your to your computer. Erin just fell off there. We'll see if we can bring her back. But uh, hey there. So you were like killing stuff out of memory, and you you killed. Skype? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that. You know, where I'm sitting here, like, cleaning stuff off my screen while I'm talking, you know, trying to, get, like, get right, because I've opened up stuff that, we're, you know, we were talking about, so I would have facts or information in front of me. And one of the things that I click, you know, you're clicking on things to close them up, and you, you close Skype, and you go, like, oh, shoot, that isn't what I meant to do. So, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, isn't that life? It yeah, works. it happens. It happens. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? You shut something down, it no longer has access to you and your stuff. So, um, so we were talking politics a little bit there. So the big political thing over the weekend was apparently uh, House and Senate Republicans and Democrats have reached a deal on a $900 billion relief package, which is, you know as much as any of the Republicans seem to want and more than what they're not, not as much as, as what the Democrats wanted. And, uh, 
you know, it seems like the one thing that they did sort of at the tail end of last week was go, oh, yeah, we better just send some money directly to people. Otherwise, they're all going to be mad at us because we did that a few months ago. And somehow this is supposed to be a relief package that's supposed to get us through to the first quarter of next year. I don't know about you, but six hundred dollars is going to get me to anywhere. But thank you. I'll take it. I mean, it's like I'm going to have to turn around and pay it back in my taxes. Right. But but uh, yeah, six hundred bucks. OK. Yeah, it's kind of it's uh it's it's nothing. Six hundred bucks yeah. is nothing. Yeah, if you're having trouble making your rent and paying for your kids' uh, food, and you're not going to have a Christmas, this is going to show up after Christmas, and six hundred bucks ain't going to do you squat. Now it is six hundred bucks for every American if you make less than seventy five thousand dollars a year individually. So you know, for a family of four, that's twenty four hundred dollars. But that's half of what they sent back in whenever it was May, March. Yes. I don't know April. I think I don't was, remember when they did it. I think it was May. It wasn't March. Yeah, it wasn't March because that ha- we it first hit in March, so they didn't do it. Could it had to be like May or June? Anyway, it was a long time ago. Yeah, and back in the dark old days. Social media saying, "Oh, look, the six hundred bucks, and that's not enough." You know, how can you? You know, people wanting a handout, and they're putting people down. Right. It's like, look, the government has forced these businesses closed. It's yeah. the government's fault that these businesses have closed and people are out of work and can't find anything. It's $600 after having nothing for six months um, Mm -hmm. since the last stimulus um, or however long it was. Yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. If you're a food, if you're a food service worker, um, you know, hopefully you're able to qualify for unemployment and you're getting some money that way because the $600 is going to do you squat, you know, $600. I mean, they gave us $1,200 six months ago and $600 now. I don't know about you, but I don't know. I can't really get by on $1,800 over six months. Um, no. I guess if you're not making any payments on anything, right, they're not illegally allowed. They, they extended it, so you're not, they're not allowed to uh, to kick you out of your house because you can't can't make your rent payments. Um, but if you own a home, mortgage companies are still going to come after you. Um, you know, uh, I, you know, I just don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I understand they're trying to do something. I get it. But you know, the best thing you can do is figure out how to get us back to work. I mean, that's that's what people need more than anything else. It still, is some yeah, normalcy. It still feels a day late and a dollar short. Yeah. And they had to argue over it. And it's like, really? That, that, that was going to be an argument. You guys were going to argue over whether you're going to, you know, make more loans available to or forgivable loans available to small businesses and uh, and uh, and extend um, the uh, unemployment benefits. That's what you were going to. You, you have to argue about that. That's right. debatable. What's debatable about that? Yes, you're going to do it. So just get on with it. Why did it take so long? You know. Well, I think, and... I think what happens is that these lawmakers try to attach a bunch of ridiculous crap to yep. every single bill. And, yep. And so their little pet project takes precedent over precedence over people, you know, having food. Yeah. Well, and let's face it, this was all almost done, and then we got right into the nitty-gritty of the election, and nobody wanted to do anything because they didn't want to give the other side any perceived win. Yeah, isn't that pathetic? Yeah, and so we all had to sit on our hands for another, you know, month and change while they, you know, pulled their uh, hats out of their butts and figured out what to do, started thinking about it again. But they, you know, they they basically, nothing has changed between, you know, the first week of November or the first week of, uh, you know, October, actually, because they, they, they were really close to getting some of this done then. And then it all just kind of shut down because all of the electioneering that was going on in the month leading up to the election. 
So, yeah. So I, think, I, here's the most important question of the day. Will President Trump pardon Joe Exotic? <laughs> That's floating around out there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, lobbying for it. <laughs> yeah, well, of course he is. Um, honestly, I don't think he will. I, I don't think, I think that uh, he might just as a parting F you to people, but I, I don't <laughs> think he will. I don't think he will. I think he's, he's going to look at that and go, that guy's alone. And he, and, and, and he did dangerous things and behaved really badly and he deserves to be where he's at. Um, you know, cause he did dangerous things and he behaved really badly and he deserves to be where he's at. Yes, he does. That's not, not to say that, that, uh, you know, I mean, the president, any president has that right. That's actually one of the things that is almost uninhibited. The right, the, the, the right to, to say you're forgiven, go on your merry way. A president can do and doesn't really have to explain it very much. And virtually every president has done that on his way out of office. Pardon to people that other people look at and go like, you did what to who really, Yeah, exactly. um, you know, but they all do it. They all pick some, they, you know, they, there's, and there's some that are not terribly controversial. You know, there's people that, that have been in jail for a long period of time. They're now elderly and, and, uh, and they were, you know, convicted with some dubious information that's been called into question. And, and so it's very, you know, and, and there's also those that are like, okay, this is a friend of the president who's on some weird, you know, white collar crime thing that he got nabbed for, you know, it, one of those where it's like, well, they didn't get him for what they actually thought that they were going to get him, but they got him for lying to the to the FBI while he was being investigated. And you're like, yeah. okay, fine, you know, let him go. You know, most people yeah, just roll their eyes and go fine. Right, which which is an actual methodology used by prosecutors. I mean, it's like we know we can't get him on this, but if we can make him nervous enough, he might say something that we can then nab him on, you know, for yeah. lying about. Yeah. Uh, and that's why uh, if you listen to experts that are, you know, have former prosecutors and stuff, they always say, don't say anything. Don't say anything to anyone. That way you can't lie. <laughs> you know, talk to your attorney. Let your attorney say what you're going to say. You don't say anything publicly or otherwise to anybody who's investigating you from the government. Because it's too easy. First of all, they won't ask you a question that they don't really know the answer to. And it's too easy to to say it wrong. You know, um, even if you well, intend to say, you know, to the best of my recollection, you know, you can couch it in that kind of thing, I guess. But it's it's I, w- I would just take the advice of don't say anything. Yes. And and this idea that innocent people don't get convicted, that's that's hogwash. Innocent yeah. people get convicted all the time. So, yeah, keep yeah. your yap shut. Yep. That's the best advice that anybody can give anybody who's being investigated for anything. Yeah. Say nothing. Don't deny it. Don't don't approve it. Don't don't just say nothing. No well, you comment. Do say something. I, I you need to talk to my attorney about that. Right. Yeah. Well. I mean. Yeah. Exactly. Talk to your attorney. Your attorney will give you. You know. Presumably, you will get a decent attorney who will give you good advice. I mean, there's also bad attorneys out there. You know. You know that old joke, like you know the the you're sitting on the two million dollar rocket built by the lowest bidder. Well, somebody had to be the the guy who got the worst grades. That graduated from law school. Yes, but Let's he hope did that's pass n- the bar. So yeah, he passed the bar. That's something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I I think of a friend of mine in high school, incredibly nice, smart, funny young lady, who 
had created methods, and she got straight A's, had created methods to learn stuff in order to regurgitate it for tests. If you wanted to have a conversation with her about any of the stuff that she had learned, there was no depth of learning there. It had not been processed into her brain to that level. And so she could sort of talk around it, but she, you know, and and I, I remember her distinctly, and I and I, I went, yeah, you get better grades than I do. But you'll never be able to talk with with the same um, depth of knowledge about any of this stuff. You yeah. know, to this day, I remember some of the, the things that I learned in those classes, and I doubt that she remembered it. You know, twenty minutes after she stepped out, you know, after she took the test, she learned it to take a test. Yes. So well, you know, and, and then she there's different. That, that doesn't get you very far. Exactly. She she learned to take a test. She didn't educate herself, and that's a different thing. But she got straight A's, and so you know. She can say, I graduated cum laude, and I got straight A's, and I can say, I learned everything that I sat down to learn, you know? And it's, pat me on the back, but, you know, our society tends to um, uh, congratulate the person who does well on the grades, right? Yep. So, it's true. You know, and, 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 and you know there's attorneys who are the same way. There are some yep. who are, who, who who, you know, worked three jobs while they were going to school and managed to learn everything and skimmed by on, on B's and C's and, 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 uh, uh, and are, could be fantastic attorneys and others who got straight A's and, and wouldn't know how to save you in a case if they tried, you know, and they all so, passed the bar, they, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so eventually we are, <laughs> we are at the end of our podcast for today. Like Joe Pesci's uh, character from, um, uh, my cousin Vinny, right? It's okay, like, you know what strikes me? I love that movie, by the way. Absolutely I do love too. that movie. On so many How levels, I love that movie. That it's the Italian kid with the attorney in his family and not the Jewish kid with the attorney. I know, I know. Isn't it funny? Yeah, the Italian kid, my cousin Vinny, you know? And there's that scene where they ask him, uh, you know, how many times did you take the bar? And he, and he goes, you know, it's like one, no, two, no, three times a charm. He says, "Not for me. For me, it was eight. Eight times was the charm." <laughs> and you're going, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> I love that movie. Love that. Movie. And then he he picks the 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 public defender and the public disp- the guy who plays the public defender. I can't think of the character actor's name, but it was so awesome. This guy has such a bad stutter; he can barely speak. You know, and when he, when you're talking to him in private, he's fine. But he gets up in front of the jury and up, and you're like, oh my gosh, just spit it out. Feel so bad for him. It was awesome. That movie is so funny and so good on so many levels. It is. And on that note. Us youths will go on our merry way. What's a youth? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Youths. <laughs> you haven't seen My Cousin Vinny, you need to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's not a Christmas movie, but it is a great movie. Good any time of the year. So, My Cousin Vinny. Wow. Academy Award winning performance for... Um, Marissa Tomei. Uh, Marissa Tomei, yeah. As the... Uh, the um, fiance of joe pesci which was also bizarro casting because i think joe pesci at that time was like pushing 60 and she's like 25 um they tried to make him look younger but (laughs) it's not pretty funny joe pesci's never looked young i've seen pictures of him when he was 25 and he looked 60 so um you know there you go anyhow have a great day everybody 
Right. <laughs> it's like, anyway, we got to wrap this. Thanks for joining us so much here on Back from the Brink. It is on a Monday, so we'll be back again on Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. We'll see you. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank <laughs> you.